You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 152. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, how are you today? All right, so today I'm going to talk about something that is a little high level. I don't think it's high level for you. I just think that if you're coming into this conversation feeling super overwhelmed, that this may not be the best episode for you to start in on. So you might want to listen to some of my other episodes first. But I will say that if you are feeling overwhelmed, that this episode on visionary capacity is going to inspire you to take action to calm the overwhelm. I describe visionary capacity as having two parts. One, the ability to have a vision, and two, the ability to hold a vision. I'm going to talk about both of those in depth today. But I want to let you know that having a vision is dependent on you calming the overwhelm. And I mean, I will have clients who come to me and tell me they want to create a vision to decide what they want for their future, but they are so overwhelmed with their law practice that they come at having a vision, at having something new in their life from a place of feeling really anxious. They're in a hurry for anything different than what they are experiencing now. They just want to feel better. They want to stop feeling anxious and overwhelmed, and they think that the answer is to create a vision. And they're very disappointed when I tell them that the answer is to work on feeling fulfilled and calm where they are right now. And that's understandable, right? Our society tells us that if we don't feel good now, that we should change things externally. We should buy a nicer car. Then we'll feel better. We should get a fancier bike. Then we would finally exercise. We should buy a house and then we'll be happy. We're unhappy with our spouse. Well, we should just change them. Are we feeling down? Well, you can have a pill or five and then you'll feel better. We have been anesthetized with external superficial band-aids for our negative feelings and we've never been taught how to understand what our feelings are telling us. And once we learn that skill, then we create the capacity for a vision. I'm going to touch a little bit on these skills in a minute, but I've gone in depth on how to really learn about what's causing overwhelm, our thoughts. Obviously, anytime we have a feeling, it's caused by a thought that we're having. But if that is where you are struggling right now, I'm going to link to some of those episodes in the show notes so you can get them there. But what you're doing when you're building a vision, when you're building the capacity to have a vision, is you're really honing the skills that you learned as you were 
down, I want to say down regulating, but as you were eliminating the overwhelm. I have a client who came to me and really she wanted to calm her mind because she knew that she was overwhelmed and she knew she could not focus, that she was not as productive as she wanted to be. And it really wasn't until she calmed the overwhelm that she realized that she now had the ability to think about her legal practice and how she wanted to grow it in a way she hadn't been able to do before. And that's what she was developing. She was developing as she was learning the skills to calm the overwhelm, her capacity to have a vision. Maybe even more important than having the capacity just to have the vision, but is to build the capacity to hold the vision. Because we can write down what we want once, but unless we're revisiting that vision daily, we cannot build the capacity to have what we want. For example, if you want to be a masterful musician, I love the guitar, you practice every single day, whether you feel like it or not. Your instrument is front and center in your life daily. Your guitar is out, ready to play. You can take care of your instrument, right? Like you really pay attention to it. You want it to be clean. You want it to be in tune. And you're always glad that you practiced, even when you didn't feel like it, because it made you just a bit better than you were yesterday. You're building the compound effect of practicing the instrument. Let's say you want a beautiful garden. You can't just design a garden, put it all out there, and then forget about it. You have to go out, weed, water, tend the plants, prune all year round, or it's going to be a hot mess. You have to pay attention. You've got to be mindful. Creating a vision and holding it requires that we pay attention to what we are thinking. This requires that we calm down our minds way down, Our brains are going to go way too fast, right? Like most of us, they're going a million miles an hour. And if we don't learn the skills to calm them down, we are not going to be able to hold the vision. We're not even going to be able to have the vision. We've got so much garbage coming in that we're really not practiced at this. And that's why it's so important to calm the overwhelm first. What do I mean by slowing down our minds? I I actually struggled with this because my brain was going so darn fast. And when I started coaching with my coach about, oh, I want to say it was about a year ago now, she really pointed out to me where my brain was skipping over things. It wanted to go really fast. And of course, I see this with my clients. I see it come up with them where they want to just move on. They want to just like skip over what they just learned. They want to just like move on to the next thought to try to feel better rather than just seeing and staying with the thought that they are having right now. I saw this come up with my clients this week. So it is normal for us to want to just skip over it because our brains are working so fast. We want to move on to the next thing. We want to just keep going. I know this. Let's go. (laughs) But if we do that, we are missing out on the huge skill of slowing our mind down to calm the overwhelm. So for example, when you recognize that you're procrastinating and you figure out what thoughts are triggering the procrastination, you are slowing your brain down. 
So how do you do that? Well, you pay attention to when you tend to procrastinate. What are you thinking? What are you feeling right before you find yourself procrastinating? Like this is really breaking it down really slow. And you may think right now that this is impossible, that there's just no way you could figure this out because you're just like going a million miles a minute. But you can do this. I I help my clients with this all the time, so I know it's possible. I help myself with this all the time, so I know it's possible. So you, for example, um, you're not maybe you're not watching the diet that you feed your mind. Okay, in order to slow your brain down, you got to start paying attention to what you are inputting into your brain. So less input like books and news and internet, social media, podcasts, except for this one, right? But like less input and more quiet time to be alone with your thoughts. Well, guess what? This is uncomfortable being alone and quiet with our thoughts, as you might know, because we are constantly being told we need to medicate. At least we are here in the United States where we're always bombarded with these commercials that if you're not feeling well, okay, we'll take a pill for that. But here's the thing, in order to work our minds the way we need to, to calm the overwhelm and to hone it in a way that we can hold the vision that I'm going to talk about in a little bit, we have to really learn to sit in discomfort without reacting by reaching for a stimulus like our phone. Okay, so that's another example of slowing your brain down, not reacting and slowing it all down. You learn to redirect your brain to your vision over and over again. So instead of, you know, reaching for the phone, doing something besides the work of remembering your vision, of keeping it in your sights, you are just going to focus it. You watch your brain. You watch your brain try to distract you and you learn to catch it in the act. Okay, this happens to me all the time. There is no Mount Everest of this work. There is no summit or destination. This is the work. This is the way to create what you want to create, to have the life that you want to live, that you can focus on what you want to create, whether it's in your personal life or whether it's in your practice. Like you really just, there's no it There's no destination. And I'm just going to take a small moment to remind you, in case you've forgotten, that our ultimate destination is death. (laughs) So what we're doing here is learning how to live our most fulfilled life, one where we're present for it, all of it, even the hard stuff, the stuff that we think we should be skipping over because we're sold a bill of goods that says, hey, we're supposed to feel happy all the time. We're not supposed to feel happy all of the time. And then, of course, I'll hear sometimes people say, well, what's the point of this coaching thing? What's the point of this thought work if I'm if I'm not just happy all the time? Uh, it's being a human who gets to enjoy all of the experiences of being human and realizing that, you know what, it's all amazing and feeling like you're in gratitude and fulfilled all the time instead of feeling the anxiousness and the anxiety and the stress which dominates the legal profession. So if that is, you know, if that is your end goal is just to be happy all the time, I am so really sorry to tell you that there's no such thing as being happy all the time and honestly I think happy is an overrated emotion. <laughs> I think that it is it is something that we have been told that we're supposed to be searching for, reaching for all the time. Why is it that we feel like 
what we are feeling in this moment is not enough, that we are not enough, that I'm going to go on my soapbox right now, but that we can't be fulfilled right now. Like why, why is it that we can't be fulfilled right now? So instead of reaching for something and thinking that what you have right now isn't where you're supposed to be, like being present right now, that is the goal. And most of us are not present. Most of us are off um, thinking about work, thinking about what we should be doing, what we want to be doing, that we don't have enough time. And so really getting present here is what I'm talking about, like really slowing down our thoughts so that we can create what we want to create. And why do we have goals in the first place? It's to direct our brains and to have fun at the same time. So if you're doing this out of a place of stress and worry, you're doing it wrong. This is supposed to be fun. Darn it. (laughs) And honestly, that is something that we have to remind ourselves of. At least I do. I got to remind myself sometimes like, hey, this is a fun thing. I'm not going to do this if it's not fun. I'm not going to spend my time on it if it's not fun. I'm not going to use my brain energy on things if it's not fun, if it's not serving people. Why would I do it? So just remind yourself when you are doing this process of creating your vision that this is going to be a fun thing. Keep it light as you start to think about your vision for your life and your practice. Okay, I'm going to give you some questions to get started, but I want you to keep this in mind. Your vision is going to be your filter for what stays, what goes, and what you must cultivate. It filters your ideas. It keeps things simplified. And that is why a vision is so important. Because if we are going through our day and we have a vision, it's much easier to make decisions. The decisions come quickly. The faster you make decisions, the more quickly you will obtain your goal. And then you can go off to the next goal, okay? So here's some ideas for some questions to ask yourself for goals or a vision for your practice. So what areas do you most enjoy? How much revenue do you want to make in one year, three years, five, ten years out? What skills will you need to develop to fulfill that goal? What habits will you need to release, to let go of, to fulfill it? Who will you need to become to fulfill it? A leader, more confident, a better communicator? What does that person who has all of those skills, what do they feel daily? Do they feel confident? Do they feel gratitude? Do they feel fulfilled? What do they feel? What do you think about? What does that person, that version of you, that future version of you, think about your offers, your clients, the work that you do, your life? Because the vision is coming from that future version of yourself. And I did a podcast on this a while back. I will link to it in the show notes. But we're talking about What the person who already has what you are imagining, what do they think? What do they feel? The reason this is so important is because it comes into play when you are building the capacity to hold the vision. So the second part here is the capacity to hold it, that vision every single day. I work to hold my vision of my business every single day. Do I always want to? No, I don't always want to. 
There are days I sit at my breakfast nook with my journal and my brain wants to go to the garage to clean it out instead of writing down what I'm thinking. Because thinking is hard and moving around stuff in the garage is easy and it just feels so productive. Like I can see it visually. I'm getting a visual of things getting done. It's really difficult for us to see the compound effect of us holding our vision every single day. It's not as satisfying viscerally, right? We have to have the patience and the trust in ourselves that that work is working. And that's part of what I'm doing when I'm coaching people is like showing them like, hey, it's working because our brains don't want to see that it's working. Our brain always wants to look for the the negativity. It always wants to look for why it's not working. And I think I've I've said this in a podcast before. I mean, I'll have a client who says it's not working. I didn't I didn't create any business from the webinar that I did. And I'll say, "Well, didn't you just tell me 5 minutes ago that you created a client from it and that they paid you full price for your offer <laughs> and, and and they totally forgot about it." And it was just five minutes ago because their brain wants to go towards why it's not working. And that's the negativity bias that our brain faces daily. Our brain wants to go to, it's not working, I don't have enough, it's not, um, it's not happening. And then there's the opposite spectrum when it is working. Our brain just doesn't want to go there. And that's where it's so helpful to have ourselves redirect to where it is working. That is why holding the vision is so important. Because when we hold the vision, it's like maintaining a workout routine. The more you do it, the stronger you become. So I find ways to remind myself, really prompt myself to think from the future focus of my vision. I write down my thoughts about my vision and I ask myself if those thoughts are what my future self, the one who already has what she wants, would think. And then I write down the thoughts of the version of me who already has what she wants and I feel into them. So then this is the part where you know, as lawyers describing to them how to feel into anything, it takes, it can take a little finesse. So I have like a hundred different ways that I help my clients through, (laughs) through this. I definitely needed that because we're so disconnected from our bodies. We have forgotten how to feel and we have a few default emotions. Most of them are overwhelm and anxiety. And that's, we've, we've lost the subtleties of emotion. So if you just start with how you feel in your body, whether you feel calm and grounded, um, you feel really, um, uh, what, what's another one that I like? Calm, grounded, uh, solid versus when we feel overwhelmed, we feel like a tightness maybe in our shoulders or our chest, or we have shallow breath. You just notice the difference in feeling. One feels open when we're feeling solid and grounded and certain. We feel open. Our whole body feels open. When we feel anxious and stressed out, we feel closed. So those are like the very basics. If you're not really in touch with your your feelings, just start there with what you're feeling in your body. You know 
that your future self, right? This is for me too. It's like the version of me that has thoughts that are creating certainty and focus, generosity, love, curiosity, fun, gratitude. Those are all open emotions. Those are all ones that feel light and grounded. Like those are the emotions that I want to be with. And so I sit with those feelings and I create them with my thoughts. Now, the more time I spend holding the vision for myself and sitting, really steeping myself in those feelings, the more my brain normalizes those thoughts and feelings. This is where you hear about visualization, right? Like we're normalizing our brain. Our brain's getting used to being in that and becoming that person. So picture the brain as a big cup of hot water (laughs) and those thoughts and the feelings are a bag of black tea, The more we steep the tea, the more flavorful and dark the water becomes. The problem most of us have achieving our vision is we don't spend enough time steeping the bag of tea in the water, and then the water barely changes color. So when we clean up the overwhelm, then we have the time to settle into and hold the vision that we want for ourselves. So those are the real Those are the two big parts of visionary capacity is one, being able to create a vision, okay? Waving a magic wand, like not giving yourself any limits. That's incredibly important. Don't limit yourself with what you think you should want or what feels realistic, okay? That those, you think it's realistic and that's why you want to create it, your vision, That's never the most fulfilling. It certainly makes it more difficult to hold the vision because that's not what you really want. It's settling. So go for what you really want. I mean, if you are living this life one time that we remember, then why not go for what you want? Do what you want, what feels fulfilling. And you can use this vision, I know I asked questions around your practice area, but you can use this vision tool in any area of your life. So if you want to work on your relationship, ask yourself where you want to see yourself in one year, three years, 10 years. What do you want from a relationship? What is it that, who is it that you need to become in order to fulfill what it is you want? want because we can never get what we want from somebody else we have to fulfill it in ourselves first we that's always how it works it all comes from our thoughts our feelings are not generated by other people i don't know if you need a little reminder about this i've got some other podcast episodes on it but other people can't make us feel things (laughs) only our thoughts create our feelings So this is what I really wanted to get to you. And if you are starting in a place of overwhelm, this is just a little taste of what's possible. And if you are moving into your vision, if you are moving into the place where you can hold that vision, then this was something to get you going. If you need help with this, if you need help with creating that vision, for holding that vision, I am here for you. I help clients with this. I help them make the decisions that they need in order for them to get closer to creating the vision for their practice, for their business that they have and that they are really just starting to look at themselves because maybe they have just started to get past the overwhelm and now they have this ability 
to have a vision and hold the vision. If you want to learn how you can work with me, you can go to my website, dinacataldo.com and book a call with me under the work with me tab. I hope you have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon. Bye.